the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord and welcome to the program. You are listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour and I'm your host Sam Nicholas and I'll be with you for the next hour. We'll be taking your calls. We'll be talking about the Bible. Uh, We'll be praying for your prayer requests. So if you'd like to call in tonight, if you have a prayer request, if you have a need, if you know somebody who has a need, and you know, we're going to be praying for some people uh, very soon, right? uh, As soon as we get started. You know, there are people, and the point is, there are so many needs. We need the Lord. We need his blessing. We need his power. We need him in our life. So if you have a need, and you do, if you know somebody who has a need, and you know somebody, the Lord is putting them in your heart, on your heart right now. I encourage you, let's get before the Lord in prayer. The number is one eight eight eight. Nine nine five 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 two. Look what the Word of God says. It says, "This is the confidence," and I'm reading in First John five thirteen, fourteen. This is the confidence which we have before Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from Him. This is the confidence we can have, that when we pray according to his will, when we pray the prayer of God, let your will be done, he hears that prayer. And we know that if he hears us, we have our requests. So let's request, let's seek the Lord. You know, James tells us, you have not because you ask not. Don't let that be the case for you. Let's stand in the gap. Let's seek the Lord for his blessing. Let's seek the Lord for his will. The number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552. If you have a, a, a prayer request or a Bible question, maybe you have a question about Christianity, the Bible. Maybe you have a question about uh, theology, doctrine. Maybe you have a question about the cults, the occult, you know, Whatever is your question tonight, call in and let's seek the Word of God for the answer to your question. Again, the number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. So, having said all that, let's pray. Let's seek the Lord. Father, we just come before you, and we ask, Lord, that you would honor us with your presence. Honor us, Holy Spirit, that you would fill this next hour with your power, with your strength, with your blessing and healing, with the truth of your word. I just pray that you would be in total control, that you would speak through these airwaves, Lord. That we would be blessed by your word, Lord, that we would be blessed by prayer in our prayers. Lord, we seek you tonight for who you are and what you desire to do. Holy Spirit, have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Again, this is a live program. We're here in studio in in, in Glendale. We're here live, ready to take your calls. So if you have a prayer request, if you have a need that you want to bring before the Lord, if you want to stand in a gap for someone, 
and bring your prayer requests for them to the Lord. Call in tonight. If you have a Bible question, a testimony, a praise report, call in. The number is one 995 That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on-the-air calls. If you have a prayer request, a Bible question, a testimony, a praise report, call in tonight. I'll give you the phone number one more time. It's 888 888- Nine nine five, five five, five two. You know, we get together every Friday night uh, for prayer and worship, and I'd like to invite you out to Arcadia. If you uh, if you'd like to come and join us, if you'd like to come in and be a part of church service or, or the Friday night prayer prayer and worship meetings, we'd love to have you out there. You know, we get together to seek the Lord. We get together to be in the presence of God. You know, we're we're worshiping, we're seeking, we're praying. We're praising and we're seeking God's presence. We are desperate for God's presence, as we should be. We want to get before the Lord. We want to get before him in worship and in prayer. So come and join us for prayer and worship on Friday nights. You know, we're going through uh, the Gospel of Mark right now, and we're having a great time studying the Word of God. So I, I would encourage you. I would invite you. We'd love to see you out there. Come out to 805 North 1st Avenue. That's 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. It's real easy to get to. Uh, you just take the 210 freeway into the Arcadia, Pasadena area. Get off at Santa Anita Avenue. Go north one block to Foothill Boulevard. Make a right. Uh, go another block to 1st Avenue. Make another right. And you'll see us on the corner of Forest and 1st Avenue at 805 North 1st Avenue. It's 8 p.m. 8 o'clock every Friday night. Uh, so come out. Come out and worship the Lord with us. Come out and be in prayer. Come out and be in the Word. And uh, we'd love to see you out there. 805 North First Avenue in the city of Arcadia, 8 p.m. every Friday night. Also, we have Sunday service with Pastor Walter Hofflin at the Hills Church. Same address. Every Sunday morning, 10 a.m., we'll be in church. So I'm hoping you'll, you know, if you're looking for a church, to visit or a church to to make your home, we'd love for you to come out to uh, uh, the Hills Church at 805 North 1st Avenue, Sundays at 10 a.m. And uh, we also want to remind you that this program is on podcast. Uh, You can listen to this program on demand. So if you've missed the program, you'd like to catch up, or you'd like to tell somebody about the program, you know, not everybody stays up till midnight uh, to listen. So... If you'd like to share the program with somebody, we'd love for you to be a part of the ministry and do that. You can go to kkla.com and just look for the podcast page and you'll see us down there. Just scroll down and you'll see the Gypsy Christian Hour. So that's kkla.com and then you can look for the podcast page and you'll see us. And you can do that if you down, you can do that from your smartphone and your iPad if you download the KKLA app. It's a free app. Uh, it's the KKLA app. Just go to, uh, to iTunes or Google Play and put in KKLA, and you'll see the KKLA app. Download it, and you'll be able to listen to this program and all the programs on KKLA Live, and you'll be able to access all the stuff that's going on here at KKLA, and there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, they just had the, the epic uh, worship uh, uh, team out, and uh, I'm sure it was great. I couldn't make it out there. Uh, we had some other things going on. Uh, and, and what a week this has been. You know, we uh, I was over at uh, Frank Sontag's meeting, uh, First Steps meeting in Pasadena on Monday, and he screened uh, Heart of a Man, The Heart of a Man. And I would encourage everyone to see this movie. This was an unbelievable uh, experience. It was very impactful. Every guy should see this movie, so I encourage you. Uh, it was uh, it was out in the theaters on Thursday, but when it comes out on DVD or when it's uh, when you can stream it or rent it, I encourage everybody to see this movie. This was very very impactful. Uh, and then of course we were uh, over at uh, the celebration. Uh, for the, the celebration was uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I wasn't able to go Tuesday, but I was there Wednesday and Thursday night for worship services, and it was phenomenal. Uh, Pastor Steve Johnson. And all the guys there did a great job, and we had a great time. And I encourage you, if you had an experience there, if, if, if the Lord uh, uh, touched you, if you have a praise report about 
being at the at the celebration, I encourage you to call in and, and share it with us. So again, if you have a prayer, prayer request, a praise report, a testimony, if you have a Bible question, I encourage you to call in. The number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. Uh we've got some phone calls and I'm gonna ask you guys to hold on for a little longer while we uh take care of some more business here. We want to pray for some prayer requests. Um, a lovely lady uh, named Lydia Lahakis went home to be with the Lord uh, last month, and I just wanted to pray for Chris uh, and the family. Uh, so would you join me in praying for Chris Lahakis, that the Lord would just bless him and, and, and comfort him and the family. Uh, and also we want to pray for Andrew Johnson, who's in the hospital, for healing uh, Minnie Mitchell. Uh, John Nicholas and also Larry Hartz up in uh, Modesto. We're praying for for a miracle that the Lord would just bless him and heal him. So, Father, we just come before you, Lord God. And, Lord, we ask your blessing for Larry, your healing upon Larry, your healing upon John Nicholas. Lord, that you would bless many Mitchell, Lord, and that you would heal him from cancer, Father. And, you know, as we pray for many, I also pray, Lord, for, for Walter, and for Jimmy Nicholas, Lord. Lord, that your healing would be upon them, Lord. Cancer plagues people, but Lord, you are the God who is above every every illness, every disease. You have all authority. Lord, I just pray, Father, that you would heal from cancer, Lord, that you would create miracles, Lord, that your name would be glorified and praised through each healing, Father. So we pray also for Andrew Johnson, God. We pray your healing upon him, Father. And I pray for Chris, Lord. Lord, I just pray that you would fulfill your word. Who said, blessed, you said, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. You are his comforter, Lord. You are his peace. You're his rest, Lord. So I just pray, Lord, Father, that you would comfort, that you would give just, just, just the peace to the family, Lord, to know and to be certain, Lord that this is not goodbye, this is just farewell, that there's a temporary separation, and one day we'll all be with you together in your kingdom, Lord. And Lord, I heard today that Chris isn't feeling well, so I just pray your healing upon him, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, let's go on, and we're going to take some phone calls. If you want to stand in the gap, if you want to pray for somebody, if you, want to, if you have a need, a prayer that you want to bring before the Lord, I encourage you to call in tonight. I encourage you to call in with your prayer requests, with your testimonies and praise reports, Bible questions, whatever's on your mind tonight. Let's talk about it. Let's pray about it. Let's get before the Lord about it. The number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552. Let's go to our first caller, and we're going to talk to Jimmy. Hi, Jimmy. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Glad to have you back, sir. It's good to be back behind the microphone. Thank you. Yeah, I called a few times next about you. Thank you. We always praying for you. It's good to have you back. It's good to be here, Jimmy. How can we pray for you guys tonight? Yes, because she's going through the chemotherapy. Uh huh. And she's having a hard time for the chemo. Okay, let's pray for Nancy. Bogodad, tu san devla samarizor samariputiara samarosashtarimos bogodad. And I pray, Mugodel, that you would open the windows of heaven wide open, Mugodel, that you would pour out your spirit upon Nancy, Mugodel, that there would be a poured out healing, Lord. Lord, that you would give her the strength, the power. Lord, the ability, Mugodel, to be healed. Lord, you're using chemotherapy. You're using doctors, Lord. And we thank you, Lord. But Mugodel, we desire miraculous healings, Lord. We, were, we desire the touch of your hand, Mugodel. We desire the power of the Holy Spirit, Mugodel. That there would be healing, that there would be victory, that there would be authority, Lord, that there would be praise and worship, that there would be an outpouring of your spirit, Mugodel. We pray, Lord, according to your will, Mugodel. You said that we can have this confidence that when we pray according to your will, that you we know that you hear us. And when you hear us, we know that we have the request that we ask, Lord. So we request, we ask, Lord, and we receive healing, Mugodel, for, for Nancy, for Jimmy, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Sam, Amen. I want to pray for the people that are going through uh, chemo. Yes. That have cancer. Yes. 
the guy can heal them, you know. Mugodad, we just pray, Mugodel. For Sadijini Mugodel. We mentioned many, and, and Walter and, and Jimmy Mugodel. We mentioned them, Mugodad, that they're going through chemotherapy or radiation, Mugodad. There are so many, Mugodel, that are plagued with this disease, Mugodel, but I know a God. I know a God who has all authority. I know a name that is above every other name. And though the name of cancer would, is dreaded, Lord, the name of Jesus is more powerful than cancer, Mugodel. So I yes. pray in the name of Jesus, Mugodel, that you would pour out your blessing, that you would pour out your spirit, that you would pour out your healing. Father, for everybody who's suffering with cancer, Mugodel, take them through it, Mugodel. Take them through it and get them through it, Mugodel, to victory, to healing in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And we'll keep on praying Sunday, too, for all the people that have cancer. Amen. Body, that they need help and need spiritual help. In Amen. Jesus name. Amen. Thank and you. Thank you, Jimmy. God bless you. God bless you, too. We'll, nice we'll talk. You, sir. I'll let you go. Go on your phone call. Thank you. And uh, one day we'll meet again. Talk Amen. Again. God bless. God bless you. Let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Tony. Hi, Tony. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hi, Sam. Uh, I'm calling for prayer today. Uh, I need uh, some prayer requests. Uh, my first prayer would be because uh, my left side of the ear, I went to the, to the Sherman Oaks Hospital. Uh-huh. When they did a checkup, but still, she put on the Wokan. Because after when I took a shower, dating, when I came out, the air was still the same, and I said, Devil, what's going on here? But I haven't faith in you, trust in you, and I know I believe in you, Devil. The air should have opened. So, Devil, I want you to go to the hospital to clinic your con. Hey. So, I want to go into the hospital, then the to hospital. The doctor did what he did. Put a little uh, injection buggy, you know, to clean your con. Hey. Still the same. So, uh, most of the wax came out, 98%. The ears still wouldn't develop, open up. Well, let's... So I said, Deborah, so I'm going to have faith in you. Amen. You because I know this on my bottle. This Amen. Bottle. Amen. Uh, well, let's, Jesus, let's pray, Tony. Let, let us Lord, pray. Yes. Thank so you, Lord. Lord. I want you to have faith, get a good sleep. Amen. And I'm going to do the rest. Amen. Chachis. Prayer on that, Sam. Also, I need a second prayer uh, about my job because the enemy was attacking because we had a fan at Extra. We had a bottom movie star, came over, and I did what I did. I did what I did. I said, Lord, I trust in you, Devil. I'm going to get good photos of this waffle. The waffle came around, posed around, posed around uh, celebs, did what I did. So then afterwards, a fan that we had, Went and told one of the security guys, because Baggy, uh, she said, well, this photographer came and said that he worked with you guys. So uh, one of our security guys came to me, a lot by the name of Tony as well. Hey. Said, well, you know, you can't be telling people that there's bookie with us because my okay. credentials yet. Okay, well let's, well, let's, well, let's pray about both situations, Tony. Yes. Mugodad, we come before you, Mugodel. The great healer, Mugodel, who gives sight to the blind, Mugodel. Who gives speech, Mugodel, where there is no speech, Mugodel. Who gives hearing where there is no hearing, Mugodel. Mugodad, I know that I know that I know that you are the God that heals. You're the God who gives life. You're the God, Mugodad, who who has all authority over all things, Mugodel. And I pray for Tony, Mugodel. That you would touch him, Mugodel, with the power of your spirit. Mugodel, that you would touch him, Lord, with the power of your healing. Mugodel, open that ear, Lord. Heal that ear, Lord, that he would hear perfectly, Mugodel. That the ear would function, Mugodel, the way you created it to function, Mugodel. And I pray in Jesus' name, Mugodel, for your healing. I pray in Jesus' name, Mugodel, that you would bless him at his job, Mugodel. That he would find favor with his employers, Mugodel. And that all things would go 
according to your will, according to your plan and your purpose for his life, Mughadad. As he seeks you, Mughadad, as he seeks to honor you, as he seeks to live according to your will, a surrendered life to you, Lord, is a righteous life. A righteous life is a life that is pleasing to you, and a life that is pleasing to you, Mughadad, that's that's what you will bless, Mughadad. So I just pray your blessings upon Tony from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, Lord, as wherever he walks, Lord, that that your favor would, would go before him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Tony. Thank you, Sam, and God bless everyone. God bless. Good night. Let's go back to the lines. And if you have a a question, if you have a testimony, a praise report, if you have a prayer request, I encourage you to call in tonight. The number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on-air calls. We're going to talk to Jeremiah. Hi, Jeremiah. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Okay, well, I'm going to put that on hold, and we'll see if we can get Jeremiah back. And until then, we're going to talk to Nike. Hi, is this Nike? Yes. How can we help you, Nike? Yes, I just have a question. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for asking. Now, my question is, about the, um, these extra books that, that they say um, was left out of the Bible or was taken out of the Bible, like the book of Enoch and, uh-huh. and such sort. Enoch, Maccabees, I, those those books. And I understand They're, that... Um, the collection you know, of those books are called the Apocrypha. Right. Okay. How come they're not added to the, 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 the Bible? How come they're separate? Well... Because the Protestant Church did not consider them to be Scripture. Now, you ask, how did that happen? Well, they didn't follow or they didn't measure up to what's called the canon. And the canon is not a way of deciding what is Scripture. Canon is a way of discovering what is Scripture. You understand what I mean? So in the early church... You know, these these books were, were, were not considered to be Scripture, but somehow or another in the Catholic Church, they were considered as Scripture, or they were, they were included in the Bible. But they did, not orig- they, they, did, they did not measure up to what the canon is. Now, the canon has specific uh, uh, guidelines. Who was the author of the book? Was the author somebody who's, who was known to be used by God? So the authorship was was something. Another thing is, were these uh, books, uh, are these these books, uh, uh, do they agree with what we know is Scripture? You understand what I mean? Like, as long, do these books contradict or do they go along with what we know is Scripture, like Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, uh, Isaiah, the books of prophets, uh, the the gospels Th- these are these are uh, books that are known to be uh, inspired by God. Do they are agree? you familiar with these books? What's are, that? Are, do they contradict the, the Bible? Well, here's the thing: they did. They do not measure up to the canon of Scripture. Uh, they weren't accepted in the early church as Scripture. They uh, they don't have the same message of Scripture. So uh, they didn't. They did not uh, pass. The, the canon. So that's why the Protestant church does not uh, 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 accept these. And they do. I believe there are things in in these books that do not align up with Scripture. So they're not they're not accepted. The book of Enoch, uh, the book of uh, first, I think it's first, second, and third Maccabees, uh, uh, they're, they're, they're not considered Scripture in the Protestant church. Uh, while they are included in the Catholic Bible, they're not included in Protestant Bibles. Now, understood. So, so does that make sense to you? Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for your call. Is there anything else? Um, no, I think that'll be about it for right okay, now. Okay, Nike. Thank you. God bless. Well, we had a couple of prayer requests. Um, there was one before this. There's an anonymous. Uh, prayer request for daughter's health and job, and there was one from Rhonda. So, Father, we just pray, Lord, 
for these prayer requests. We pray, Father, that you would bless Rhonda and her prayer requests, whatever it is, Lord. You know the situation. You know the circumstance. I just pray, Father, that you would bless each situation. Lord, I pray for this person who called about their daughter's health and the daughter's job. I pray that your perfect will would be accomplished, that your perfect will would be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Again, uh, if you'd like to call in tonight, if you have uh, a question about the Bible, a question about Christianity, doctrine, theology, whatever is your question, call in tonight. Whatever, If you have a testimony that you'd like to share with us, call in. Or if you have a prayer request, if you'd like to pray about something, if you'd like to pray about somebody or for somebody, if you know somebody who's sick or ill or in the hospital, I encourage you to call in tonight. The number is one 995 5552 that's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on the air calls if you have a testimony or praise report question or uh, a prayer request you can call in tonight at 888-995-5552 uh, I don't know if Jeremiah's back or not uh, but uh, let's see if Jeremiah's on the line let's go to that call hello Jeremiah Hey, Sammy, how you doing? God bless you. Good, how are you doing? How can we pray still for you? To, how can we pray for you trying, tonight? Still trying to get a place. It's so hard, man. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, bro. Well, you're not alone, Jeremiah. I, I can, you know, just off the top of my head, I can, I, I know at least three or four people that are uh, are not, are having the same problem that, I, that, you, that you're having. Yeah, and then, man, yeah, I know for God to bless me, for God to open the doors. Amen. And, Amen. and for God to change my life around. Amen. So, Mugodad, we pray. Mugodad, Lord, you know, we're going to keep knocking on that door, Mugodel. We're going to be persistent, Mugodel, and ask and seek and desire, Mugodel, for your blessing. Your blessing, Mugodel. And we don't want anything less than your blessing, Mugodel. We won't settle for something that comes from the world, Mugodel, or, 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 or worldly. Uh, uh, advancement, Mugodel. We're not going to succumb, Mugodel, to the temptation of trying to do it the world's way, Mugodel. We want to do it the godly way. We want to do it your way, Mugodel. And I pray, Mugodel, that Jeremiah would receive that blessing, Mugodel, a blessing of a house or an apartment, Mugodel. That he would find that place and that that place would be ready for him, Mugodel. I pray for a change in his life, Lord. I pray for a blessing in his life from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, Mugodel, that you would order his steps and that you would lead him and guide him, Mugodel. We pray according to your will, for your will to be done, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Okay, Jeremiah, doing okay, my friend, doing okay? All right, God bless you. God bless. Thanks for calling. Good night. Oh, praise the Lord. Well, we want to get to our, our message tonight. We want to talk about the study. You know, we've been in the book of the, the Gospel of Mark for the last 10 weeks, and we want to continue. You know, we've got uh, probably, what was it, six or seven more lessons to go, including this one. And we want to open the, the Gospel of Mark to the 10th chapter. And Jesus is going to be teaching about a very touchy subject here in the beginning of the 10th chapter. He's going to be teaching about divorce. And it says, getting up, he went from there. We're in Mark, the 10th chapter, first verse. Getting up, he went from here to the region. I'm sorry, he went from there to the region of Judea. He was in Capernaum. So he's leaving Capernaum and he's going to the region of Judea and beyond the Jordan. Crowds gathered around him again, and according to his custom, he once more began to teach them. And then some Pharisees came up to Jesus, testing him. And you know, I want to stop here for a second. Here come the Pharisees again to test Jesus. You know, it seems like almost every chapter that we read, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Herodians come up to test Jesus. They are relentless to test Jesus. They were determined to trap him. They were determined to try and get him to say something that would get him in trouble, that would give them a reason to arrest him, that would give him a reason to to, to charge him with blasphemy. And isn't that like the world? Isn't that like the enemy? I'm sure the enemy was behind this. I'm sure the devil was behind this. 
I'm sure these people were, were being led by Satan to try and trap Jesus in some way to arrest him. Because the, 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 the wind-up is, you'll see, I mean, we all know what happens. Jesus eventually gets arrested. He gets tried. Uh, unlawful uh, trial that goes against almost, it goes against every uh, rule that they had in the Jewish religion and the Jewish culture uh, about trying a person. They tried him at night. They, they believed false witnesses. They tried to get people to, to collaborate their false testimony, and they knew what was going on. So they, they, they did everything wrong against their own traditions and against their, their own law. They were so determined to trap Jesus. So these Pharisees came up to Jesus, testing him, and began to question him whether it was lawful for a man to divorce a wife. And he answered and said to them, What did Moses command you? So he turns it again on them. He turns them, he turns the question on them. He, here, here they are, they're trying to trap Jesus, they're trying to get him in this question of whether or not it's lawful for a man to divorce his wife. So he says, well, what did Moses teach? Well, they said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. So now Jesus says to them, because of your hardness of heart, he wrote you this commandment. He's saying, He's, he's saying, this commandment didn't come from God. This commandment wasn't something that God gave him on Mount Sinai. This is this, Moses allowed this because of you, because of your hardness of heart, because of your wickedness, because of of, of what you would, what you would wouldn't give up. You wanted this. You wanted this ability. So Moses gave it to you because of the hardness of your heart, but from the, and here we are, six verse, but from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. So Jesus is teaching, in them asking him a question, trying to trap him, he turns it on them and says, well, what did Moses say? The highest authority in the Jewish, uh, in Jewish history, you could say. And they're saying, well, Moses said it's okay. And Jesus said, yeah, no, no, no. You guys got it wrong. Moses didn't say it was okay. Moses allowed it because of the hardness of your hearts, because you guys demanded it, because this is something you wanted so badly, Moses gave in and said you could do it. But God didn't allow, God, God didn't say it's okay to divorce your wife. In the in the beginning, in creation, he created a male and a female. He said that a man shall leave his mother and father, and the two shall become one flesh. The two shall become one flesh. Now, what does this sound like? What does this remind you of? The two shall become one flesh. You know, didn't Jesus pray for us in John, the 17th chapter, that we would be one with him. He prayed, Father, I pray that they would be one as we are one. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God. One God revealed in three persons, and those three persons are eternally distinct, the doctrine of the Trinity. But he's praying that we would be one with God the way Jesus is one with God. We don't become a part of the Trinity, but we have one desire, one will, the same will as the Father, that we surrender to him, that we would be one with God, in accordance with God, that we would be in agreement with him in everything. Jesus wants us to be one with, the, with God. And marriage is a reflection of that relationship. And it's not to be broken. It says, what therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. This was not... Well, we'll try it out and see how it works. This is a lifelong commitment. You know, the most important decision you'll ever make in your life is whether or not to receive salvation through Jesus Christ. That is the most important and the greatest, the, the most tremendous decision that you'll ever make in your life. 
is a decision for Christ. You know, God said, I put before you death and life. I put before you blessing and cursing. I would that you choose life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, so whoever believes in him, and God is telling you, come and believe in me. Come and believe in Jesus. Receive salvation. And that is the biggest, the greatest decision that you'll ever make in your life. And the second, or I should say this, it's, 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 the reason it's so important is because you're, be you're going to be spending eternity somewhere. And you're going to be making this decision of where you're going to be spending eternity. You're, going to be, you're either going to be spending eternity with God in his kingdom, with Jesus Christ and the saints, or you're going to spend eternity in hell, in, in eternal torment and suffering. That's why I say it's the greatest decision you'll ever make, the biggest decision you'll ever make. And then the second biggest decision is who you're going to spend your life with here on earth. Who are you going to spend your life with? This is an, an eternal decision. And this is a lifelong commitment. So marriage is a serious thing. And it's not taken serious enough, especially on the Romania. It's not taken seriously enough. Do, do, do parents pray enough? Did they come? Gaite den pinga sheyanai, gaste lenpala pinga shavei. Is this something that you pray about? Or do you just leave it to feelings, emotions, or what you think, or what you feel? No. Don't leave this kind of decision up to emotions. This is something you need to bring before the Lord. This is something that the Lord needs to decide because this is a lifelong commitment. And it's what therefore what what therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. And and, and how about what does it say in, in, in Malachi? Doesn't it say that God hates divorce? Malachi two sixteen. The Bible's clear. God hates divorce. You know, it goes on in the tenth verse it says in the house the disciples began questioning him they were questioning about this and he said to them whoever divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against her and if she herself divorces her husband and marries another man she is committing adultery you know, like I said, it seems today that we, especially the home, we don't take divorce as seriously as the Bible tells us. Do you know that the divorce rate is the same uh, for believers as unbelievers? It's at 50%. 50% of marriages fail, whether you're a believer or an unbeliever. And it shouldn't be like that. Because we as Christians should be taking the decision of marriage more seriously than anybody else. Because we know God hates divorce. We know that God does not want anyone to divorce. And God doesn't give the, the authority to divorce except for the, the reason of unfaithfulness. You know, and there's a couple other things in 1 Corinthians 7.11 that you should read about. But the, the reasons, the biblical reasons for divorce are very, very limited. It's not, the, well, well uh, the kids just, uh, the kids are just, they're, they, they're just not getting along. Why, uh, this was a mistake. No, there wasn't a mistake. When two people get married, that mistake, that's not a mistake anymore. That's a marriage. There are, there are, you don't get married, and it's a mistake. If you're married, you're married. And what, what God has put together, let no one put it asunder. Let no man put it asunder. Let no man separate. It's a serious decision, and it should be taken seriously. And like I said today, we don't take it as seriously as we should. Marriage is a sacred, a sacred institution. God said, Jesus said, the two become one flesh. God sees the man and the woman as one, and so should we. We should take it as seriously as God. We need to have more discussions, more teaching on marriage. We need to have more teachings on the sin of divorce and how wrong it is. If two people are married, there should not be a divorce. Those people should commit, as they've committed their life to God, they should commit their lives to each other. The decision was, was, was made to get married, and that decision should be a lifelong commitment. And like I said, 
there are very few exceptions. There are very few biblical reasons for divorce. And we should know. We should know what God thinks. And I told you what God thinks. Malachi 2.16 says, God hates divorce. He hates it. And so should we. Uh, Well, Maria uh, has called in and she's asking for a blessing for her rent that's due, car maintenance, and the tow truck bill. So, Father, I just bring this before you for Maria's sake. We bring these situations and these circumstances, Lord, and we just pray, Father, that you would miraculously, wondrously take care of her problems, Lord. These problems, Lord, of a the rent for the house, the car maintenance, and the tow truck bill. I pray that you would provide a way, Lord, for all of these things to be taken care of in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's go on, and we're going to go to the 13th verse. So we're shifting gears here. Jesus has finished teaching about divorce and says, And they were bringing children to him so that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked him. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Permit the children to come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter into it at all. And he took them in his arms and began blessing them, laying his hands on them. So, what do you think was going on here? You know, people were bringing their kids to Jesus, and they were asking Jesus to bless them, to heal them. And the, 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 the disciples got all ticked off here, and they say, no, 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 get these kids away from him. Get these kids away. And Jesus is saying, no, guys. You know, he rebuked them, said, don't hinder the kids. Let the kids come to me. And he's saying that if we want to enter the kingdom of God, that we need to receive the kingdom of God like children. So how are we to be like children? Well, think of a child's attitude. Think of a child's character. Think of a child's nature. A child's nature is to trust in their parents. A child's nature is to have faith in their parents. A child's nature is to love Without question. And you know, somebody brought it up last night at the at the at the Bible study, at the prayer meeting, that children also are dependent on their parents. And that, that, that doesn't it make sense? A child's attitude is they, they, they have they can't do for themselves. They're not independent, they are dependent on their parents. And they trust their parents. And they have faith and they know that their parents are gonna take care of them. You know, in a healthy family, that child can have faith. You know, it's a, it's, it's a shame that a lot of children can't have faith in their parents because they have abusive parents. But the way God intended it was that children could trust and have faith and love without question and to be, de- be dependent on their parents. And that's the way we need to be with God. We need to trust him with unquestionable trust. We need to have faith. Jesus said, believe in me and believe in him who sent me. We need to believe and have faith and know that God loves us unconditionally, that God loves us all the time, not just when we're good and when we're faithful. God loves us even in our most desperate, darkest time of our life. God's love doesn't fail. So we need to know and have faith in him who is worthy of our faith. And we need to love without question, to love him and to love each other. That's childlike, without question. So if you want to inherit, if you want to enter into the kingdom of God, you must receive it as a child, like a child, he says. Amen. Let's go on to the 17th verse. And we're going to talk about a rich young ruler. And says, and he was sitting, setting. I just, I took that, made that same mistake last night. And he was setting out on a journey. He was leaving now from where he was to set out on a journey. And a man ran up to him 
and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. So, you know, I think, why, why did Jesus ask him this question? Why did Jesus ask him, why do you call me good? And I think maybe he was trying to get this man to recognize who he really is. Maybe he wanted the man to acknowledge that he is God. Well, you, you're, you're calling me good. Only God is good. Are you saying that I'm God? But the man didn't reply. He should have replied, but he didn't. We need to know who Jesus is. We need to recognize who he is. He's not still nailed to that cross. He rose from the dead in power and in strength. We need to recognize, acknowledge, and proclaim who Christ is. Sorry for that. So he goes on in the 19th verse, and since he didn't reply, Jesus says, you know the commandments. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And he said to him, teacher, I have kept all these from my youth. Now think about that statement for a second. Is this statement true? Do you think he really kept all these things from his youth? You know, the Bible tells us that there are none righteous, not one. The Bible tells us that we have all that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So here it is. He's saying something that's not true. He hasn't kept all these things from his youth. He's had to have broken the one of the commandments, two of the commandments, all ten, who knows? But in his mind he's saying, Teacher, I have kept all these from my youth. And you know something? I love the 21st verse. It says, looking at him, Jesus felt a love for him and said to him the following. We'll go into that in a second. But I just want to look at this verse. Jesus, looking at him, felt love. He felt love. He felt compassion. Notice that Jesus doesn't correct him, but shows his love and gives him another opportunity in the continuing verse. Jesus doesn't correct him. He doesn't say, you know, that's not true. Remember when you did this or remember when you did that? He doesn't correct him, which he, he could have because the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. No one has kept all the Ten Commandments. No one has kept them. No one has kept the Ten Commandments. Everyone has sinned. But because of his love for this man, because of his compassion for him, he doesn't correct him. But he shows his love. And gives him another opportunity. He says, one thing you lack, go and sell all that you possess. Give to the poor. Give it all to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. And then come and follow me. But at these words, he was saddened. And he went away grieving. For he was one who owned much property. It was because of what? He owned that he didn't follow Jesus. And the reason that he couldn't follow Jesus is not that he owned a lot of property. It's because the property owned him. He couldn't give himself to Jesus because he'd already given himself to his wealth, his property, to what he owned. You know, he was looking, first of all, he was looking for a pat on the back. He said, you know, I've kept all these things. You know, I, I, I've kept the law. I'm a good Jew. I'm a law-keeping Jew. He wanted Jesus to say, well, my friend, you, you, you're perfect. You're, you're a prime candidate to enter the kingdom of God. You're a prime candidate to have treasure in heaven. So go on your merry way. Keep keeping the commandment. No, he didn't do that. He didn't get that from Jesus. Jesus told him, go sell everything that you have and come follow me. You know, give up your life. Give up the old ways. Give up what's really keeping you. See, Jesus didn't He didn't address the obvious problem that the man didn't really keep the commandments. Jesus was Jesus got to the heart of the problem. He got to what was really, really at the the heart of his heart. 
his possessions owned him. He didn't own his possessions. He was committed to, 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 to his property more than he would be committed to Jesus Christ. And it's a lesson we all need to learn. That's a lesson we all need to be able to conquer, to have victory over. You know, it's not what you possess. It's who possesses you. Is it God? Is it the Holy Spirit? Or is it worldliness? Is it your flesh? That's what we need to learn about this rich young ruler. We need to see what's really going on here. He couldn't follow Jesus because he couldn't give up the world. He couldn't give up his possessions. One thing you lack, go and sell all you possess and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. But these words, at these words he, sad, he was saddened, and he went away grieving, for he was one who owned much property. You know, and it goes on and says, And Jesus, looking around, said to his disciples, How hard it will be for those who are wealthy to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at these words. But Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard is how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. They were even more astonished and said to him, Then who can be saved? Looking at them, Jesus said, With people it is impossible, but not with God. For all things are possible with God. Jesus is giving them a lesson here. He said, he's trying to give them the lesson of the, 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 the rich young ruler. He's saying wealth will keep people from heaven because they don't want to give it up. Now, God isn't telling everybody to go sell everything that they have. He's trying to make a point. Don't let your riches, don't let the world, don't let the, the, the treasure of this world get between you and God. Rich, rich people have a hard time because they've got more, to, more things to, to be put in the way between their relationship with God than, any, than, 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 than other people. It's harder for rich people to get into heaven. Just think about the rich man and Lazarus. We use that for an example. You know, the rich man, he enjoyed everything there was and every pleasure there was in his world. He had no time for God. He had no time for a relationship with Jesus Christ. Lazarus, on the other hand, had nothing. But yet, in the end, when both of them died and were buried, Lazarus went to a place of eternal blessing, into, the, into paradise, into the Abraham's bosom. And the rich man, he went to Hades, where he was suffering, where he was begging for water, begging for a drop of water to cool his tongue, and got no relief. Rich people have a harder time because there's, too much, there's so much in their life that's keeping them from God. Now, he's not saying that poor, being poor is a virtue, but there's less to, to, to keep you from the Lord. And he's giving them the example that it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. But he's giving hope because all things are possible with God. God could, 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 can save the rich as well as the poor. God can save the, the middle class as, as, as easily as he can save a poor or rich person. Everybody is, in, is, is, is called. Everybody is called. Jesus said, that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him, God doesn't desire anyone to perish but all to have eternal life. God's desire is for you to be saved. Don't let anything get in your way. Don't let anything keep you from a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, Peter goes on and says, Lord, behold, we have left everything. Now here comes another guy looking for a pat on the back. Peter began to say to him, behold, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or farms for my sake and for the gospel's sake but that they will receive a hundred times as much now in the present age, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and farms, along with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. A couple of things here. 
in this in the, in in these verses. You know, Peter says that we we've left everything, Lord, for you. And Jesus said, "Don't worry, because you will receive anyone who is given up for my sake will receive a hundred times more." Whether it's houses now, is he being literal here that we're going to receive a hundred houses? That we're going to receive more brothers and sisters? Or mo- how, how 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 does that work? Well, I'll tell you. When you give your life to Christ, when you become a Christian and a part of God's kingdom, you do receive more brothers and sisters, mother, father, because there's more people that's part of your family, the family of God. You know, there are people that I know today that I would never have known if I wasn't a Christian. I would have never known Chris and Lydia Volakis if I wasn't a Christian, I would have never known people that, 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 you know, so many people, if I wouldn't, wasn't a Christian, if I hadn't given my life to Christ, there are people that I, I know now and are friends with for, for years. So I've, I've, I've received brothers and sisters, friends. How many people's houses have been open to me? How many pieces people's houses have been open to you? People that you would have never gone to, never never visited, if not for Christianity. So yes, we do receive more. We will receive more. God keeps his promise. And look at this. It says, not, it says, not only will we receive in this present age houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and farms, we will also receive persecutions. Why did he have to throw that in there? He says, we will receive persecutions. Well, if you're a Christian, there's a target on your back. The world is out to get you. Your own flesh is out to get you. And the enemy is out to get you. We will receive persecutions. You know, in, in John sixteen thirty three, it says, These things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation. But take courage. I have overcome the world. You have that promise of more houses, brothers, sisters, but you also have a promise of persecutions. You know, we don't we don't get it. We don't get it in this country. But there are so many persecuted Christians in the world. I mean really persecuted. Persecuted with imprisonment, persecuted with beatings, persecuted with beheadings and 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 and, and murder. You know, we think, you know, uh that 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 the the resistance we get for preaching the gospel in this, is, is persecution. No, it's not real persecution. There is real persecution in the world. And you too will, will, will be persecuted for his sake when you live for him. But it's worth it because you have eternal life. You have eternal life. You don't. It's not will have, you do have. So count it all joy when you're persecuted. Read James. And see what he says about persecutions and testings. It increases your faith. It increases your trust. It increases your dependence on Jesus Christ. So see it as an opportunity to glorify Christ. See it as an opportunity to live for Christ. And many will see your example and come to the Lord and receive him as their Savior. Let him use you. Let him use you in ways that you don't think you're, you're, you're able or you're capable because you received him as a child with unquestioned trust and faith and love and dependence. Well, as you can hear, the t- our time is up. You hear that, 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 that music in the background means our time is up. We've, we, we definitely had more to study in this chapter, but because of our time, because of the limit of our time, you know, we're unable. But we are able on Friday nights. So if you're able to come out to Arcadia, we'd love to see you out in Arcadia on Friday nights, 805 North 1st Avenue. Come out Friday and visit us. Come out Friday and worship with us. Come out Friday and study the Word with us. And then be back here on next Saturday night for the radio station and our prayers and our phone calls. Hope you enjoyed the program. Hope you'll join us for church in the morning. Oh, Susie, asks for prayer requests for caregiver replacement emergency knee injury. Lord, we just bring this request before you in Jesus' name, and we ask your blessing. Amen. Well, God bless you. Good night, and we'll see you next Saturday night. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.